Concentration The ancient art of not giving a fuck In the late 1990s, psychologists Daniel Simons and Christopher Cabres conducted what became one of the popular experiments in psychology. What they did is, they made a short clip, a video, in which two basketball teams were passing the ball. One team was dressed in white and the other was dressed in black. They asked the participants in the experiment to count the number of times the white team passes the basketball. The catch was that halfway through the video, a man dressed as gorilla appears, thumbs his chest and moves on. Many thousands of people were shown this clip and surprisingly, almost half of them failed to notice the gorilla. What happened was that while their attention was occupied in following the ball and counting the passes, it cut out all the irrelevant details that were not useful in the completion of that task. So even though the gorilla was right there in their visual field, they did not notice it. In fact, they were surprised to find out that there was even a gorilla to begin with. They would have never of course missed the gorilla if their attention was free and unburdened by the task. The thing is that while we perceive the world with our senses, we notice only the sensory phenomena that our attention is directed upon. The rest of the things that happen around us, we are oblivious of their existence. It is the very nature of our attention that when we direct it on an object or an activity, it makes us effectively blind to all other things, even the stimuli that normally attracts attention. Moreover, while it is easy to pay attention to things that are brief and engaging, our true colors are revealed when we are required to pay attention continuously for a significant amount of time. Not many activities demand such a lucid flow of attention, but the things that will grow you the most will certainly do. The litmus test for the strength of attention is therefore its duration. That is, how long you can hold it without getting distracted by stray thoughts. Unfortunately, this is where most people fall short. Imagine, for instance, that you are supposed to complete an important project. But a few minutes into the task, a thought pops up. A thought that tells you how incompetent you are or that it was unfair of your boss or your teacher to assign this project to you. This thought is similar to the gorilla in the basketball court. Now, if you do not have decent concentration skill, your attention will be entangled by these thoughts and away from the task at hand, thus undermining your performance. This entanglement is so common that most people are not even aware of it. Out of habit, our attention starts pursuing unnecessary thoughts in the middle of a task, only to sabotage our own productivity and peace of mind. In fact, we are so used to it that we believe that this is just the way we were born and nothing can be done about it. If this is you, you will be surprised to know that, that the ability to focus is not a commodity that you either have or do not have. It is a skill, and a skill that you can build to superhuman degrees. Eastern Buddhists and yogic traditions, for example, consider training in concentration as the most basic requirement for spiritual advancement, and they are known to hone their focus through extraordinary levels. They believe that a single concentrated thought is more powerful than a million distracted thoughts. According to them, a distracted mind cannot even begin to fathom the depths and immensity of this universe. Unfortunately though, we live in probably the most distracted age in the history of humanity. We are constantly bombarded by information from 10 different directions. Advertisements, notifications, calls, emails, always trying to catch our attention. 
It is no surprise then that the average human attention span is at its lowest ever. Some studies even claim that it has become lower than a goldfish. But how is low attention span a problem, you may ask? Well, to put it simply, when you are unable to focus properly for a good enough chunk of time, you are not going to be able to ignore the gorilla. That means that your attention is going to be swayed by all the sparkly and shiny stuff that pops in your mind. Moreover, you are also going to be easily provoked by things that would otherwise be very insignificant. The reason you give so much weight to what other people say about you has nothing to do with other people saying those things, but your own inability to ignore it and focus on the important stuff. The good news is that while you can't control other people, you can certainly work on yourself. Concentration is the age-old art through which you can get better at not giving a fuck about the irrelevant things that arise in your own mind. With practice and concentration, you can be skilled enough to steady and redirect your attention on any object or activity for a considerable amount of time and to the exclusion of all distractions. Now how amazing is that? Okay, so now before I introduce you to this practice, I want to mention that concentration alone is an entire form of formal meditation and it is often regarded as one of the most difficult forms of meditation out there. That is not due to its sophistication though. In fact, it is so simple people find it hard to believe. The reason many people find it difficult to follow is because our minds are so shaky. If for instance you believe you are a rather focused person compared to your peers, believe me, you are not likely going to last even for 2 minutes. Many of you will find it difficult to last for even a minute. But if you persist in your practice, within a month or two, you will be able to steady your attention for a stretch of 10 to 15 minutes without any lapses. And the effect of that would certainly reflect in your daily activities. Okay, so now without further ado, let me tell you the instructions for practice. Okay, so now in order to practice concentration, you will need an object to concentrate upon. The most popular object of concentration is a natural breath. But you can also choose a repetitive sound like a mantra or any other neutral but repetitive sound that works for you. I personally, for instance, use the latter. In order to generate repetitive sounds, I use a metronome app in my phone. It sounds something like this. I've attached a brief document in the caption below in which I've included the link for this app along with the necessary instructions to set it up. You can download this document after listening to this episode. The important thing is to make sure that whatever object you choose to concentrate upon, you stick with it. The second step is to find a quiet place without any distractions. You need perfect quiet for this practice. By itself it is hard enough already, so you don't want any environmental hurdles to bother you. The third step is to set a timer for a certain period. Initially for 5 to 10 minutes. You can increase the duration of this practice as you get better with time. For now it is best to get multiple short sessions of good quality practice rather than one long shitty session. The fourth step is the posture. Sit comfortably with your eyes closed and your back straight. A straight back keeps you alert and a consistent maintenance of it doesn't let you fall asleep in between the session. You can keep your hands comfortably on your lap. The point is to be comfortable yet completely still and alert. 
The last step is the actual practice. To practice concentration, focus your attention on the object of your choice as completely and consistently as possible for the duration of your practice period. For example, in the case of repetitive sound, you maintain your focus on the raw sensation of the sound moment by moment. This means that you stabilize all your attention on this one, then this one, now this one, now this, now this, and so on. Initially, when you begin the practice, your attention may go north and south, but you must bring it back to the object of your focus. You will be hit by thoughts, images will flash, emotions may arise, just bring your attention back to the focus. The more ardently you do this, the more your attention will stabilize on the object. Remember that you are learning to completely stabilize your attention on the object of focus. All of it. So there is no room left for entertaining random thoughts. As soon as you are aware that your attention is entangled by stray thoughts and away from the object of focus, just direct it back to the object. Okay, so that is all. That is the practice for you. Now there are some very important things you need to know before you begin. First is that you will need to find the right balance of effort that works for you. If say on a particular day, you are very anxious, it will become impossible to ignore your mind. It is best to take a break in this instance and practice later when your mind is quieter. I personally practice concentration only at the times of the day when I am most alert, which is usually early morning and evening. The second thing I want to mention is that if you are someone who is usually distracted or entangled in the world of your mind, a correct and consistent practice of concentration might make you grounded in the present moment to an extent that you might find unusual or even repulsive. But that is nothing to worry about. You are just becoming more conscious and with time you will get used to it. The third thing I want to mention is that if you really persist with this practice, Within a few weeks or months, you might start experiencing states of profound absorption, also known as Samadhi. What happens is that when your attention completely stabilizes on the object, you lose the sense of time and the sense of yourself. These states feel very blissful and are an indication that you have been practicing correctly. With more practice, you will attain these states faster and more often. The fourth and the last thing that I want you to understand is that as you become more skilled in concentration, you will become less interested in small talk, watching TV and all other sensual gratifications. So don't blame me later if you lose interest in engaging with your distracted friends. Also, you would not get angry or be provoked easily. Note that there is a difference between not feeling provoked and not expressing it. What I am saying here is that these things will naturally not arise in you. So it's not like you will get better at not giving a fuck. Instead, you will not even give a fuck about not giving a fuck anymore. Now all of these things will only be possible if you practice correctly and consistently for at least a few months. If you're serious about starting this practice or at least trying it out for some time, you can download a summary of these practice instructions for later use from the document in the caption. If you have any questions and queries, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at profundus.n or you can also find my mail in the document. 
All right, so this was all for today. If you found the content of this episode useful, don't feel shy to share it with someone who might be in need of it. Also, your feedback really helps me improve the quality of these episodes, so feel free to drop your comments in the comment section. I really appreciate you listening to Profundus. So take care everyone. This is Rajat signing off.